Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up up your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, one of the magic uh, the magic things of the internet is that I can talk to multiple people uh, in different locations at the same time. And uh, this it, it is kind of unusual in that one of the people on this call is actually outside. So let's see how this works. Um, if you hear any weird noises, I'm going to blame it on him. But um, before we get started at all here, let's just, uh, I think maybe the best way to get this going is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and just maybe give a bit of background about your band. Because, you know, really good listeners of the show would have heard you many years ago now. But it, it's been a while, and I think it's uh, maybe a good way to start is by catching up on what you've been up to over the last few years. So let's do a name to the voice. Cool. So let's start with Aaron because you're outside. What's going on? <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, I'm Aaron Bacon. And uh, yeah, I play bass for Dizzy and I, um, I teach music kind of just locally around uh, privately and at a little music school called Forte. And um, yeah, you know, just kind of, we've been, we've been like, doing the best that we can in the times that we have to not get together with each other sure. and just doing the best at everything we using all of the different tools that we can to to keep all the creativity flowing and productivity uh hopefully where it needs to be or at least as best as it can be considering so cool yeah kyle yeah kyle from dizzy mystics here um and yeah i guess uh if anyone caught the last episode, that was what two thousand and seventeen, something 18? like that. Yeah, it's it's been, it's been a while, and I know you guys have been active, and it's just uh, we haven't really had a chance to catch up. I, I've had both of you on the show talking about different projects since then, but uh, this is kind of the first yeah. uh, Dizzy Mystics um, episode in a while. So, for the uninitiated, how do you define what the sound of Dizzy is? Like, what's the easiest, quick Cole's notes way to explain what it is you do? Because I know there's a lot going on in your sound. Yeah, I guess I'll go off of like not biased opinions of it based on like other people telling me what it sounds like and telling us what it sounds like reviews and whatnot. But I yeah. guess it's like, uh, like feel good prog nineties rock psychedelic rock. But although we kind of like we're lumped into the metal hard music category. Um, so yeah, I guess like fans of metal can get into it through the, the, the shreddy nature the the proggy nature of some of the the riffs and the the rhythms and the off time stuff but there's a lot of at the core of it it's rock and roll essentially but lots of genres included jazz funk uh soul yeah, yeah all of it <laughs> well and i guess i guess like yeah. the, the striking thing uh, as a listener to your stuff too uh, is that uh is the level of complexity of what's going on it's, it's a very small band in numbers but you guys are putting a, a lot of technical work in into every song there's a lot packed in right into, into each performance that uh i think a lot of other bands even with more members maybe wouldn't necessarily do so what does that background come from like are you guys did you guys grow up as big prog fans or where does that sort of uh intricacy uh and technical side of things come from 
Yeah, I think, uh, well, for, speaking for myself, yeah, I started out, me and uh, Jared Delackey, actually, I'm in his band, the Jerry Hattricks, but yeah. we both came from our upbringing in the city and in the scene, and, and being in a band to start in general was like a tech metal punk kind of band akin to like protest the hero fall of troy yeah. uh mastodon that kind of thing so obsessed with that kind of technical side of things from the get-go and and have since really been inspired by a lot of more songwriting stuff and at the core of a song what makes it catchy and then yeah. tasteful complexity secondarily um that's my side of it anyway yeah totally and for me there's a lot of similar like it, it started with kind of some of that crazier stuff like um once i started writing my own like heavier material with some other friends and uh you know once we moved from trying to play um like ozzy osbourne to trying to play lamb of god to trying to play protest the hero um that really is an experience that that makes you go like that makes you have to go all in on, on the tech technical side of it just to learn that. And then it kind of gets you there. And then that's part of your arsenal and um, used that for a long time. But I, yeah, lately it's been becoming a lot more focused and it's been becoming almost as a bass player, more about like not letting any chops or technique stuff get in the way of musicality and like trying to communicate ideas and like, getting what is in my head out there through my instrument and like really focusing on that process instead of just being like, look at all these things I can do or, you know, <laughs> Flashing because, colors, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, there's a old term we, we try to avoid. I hate to even bring it up, but um, prog for prog sake, you know, right, it's like right. something I, I don't think that we do that. Super, and again, that's, I'm, I'm obviously biased, but I, um, I, as, as far as Wanderlust goes, like I came into those songs um, essentially just like anybody else would have uh, without, I guess, having seen, seen it live before. But um, yeah, it really it was a good experience and it was, it was really nice to get us where we're going and it's becoming more focused. And the stuff that we're working on now is going to be, um, I like it because it's it's like, it's changing a little it's changing because we're obviously we're writing for the first oh we're losing you i think we're losing you uh yeah but he's, he's still but... talking so that's <laughs> there we go you're back you're back <laughs> we lost you for a second but it's okay oh um, no <laughs> what i wanted to, to ask actually i wanted to go back to something kyle said a few minutes ago about um you know focusing more on on, on the songwriting side of things is it is it difficult to marry the two to, to combine the, the technicality and the and, and the riffs and the chops and all that with still trying to balance it out and have you know the type of song that's maybe palatable to someone who's not into prog or someone who you know maybe doesn't have uh, any experience listening to something that's overly complex like is it a juggling act or, or do you does it come naturally to you guys? I feel like it's getting to the point where it's feeling pretty natural to realize like the song a new song will come to us first and foremost from maybe like a, a simple riff or a, a motif and then or on the other side of things like for, for my part a lyrical idea or a hook or a melody vocally and really just try not to lose that as the focal point and then when we add all the layers and the icing and the for the layer cake we make sure that that does not impede on 
the initial thought of the song. So I feel like it, a lot of the ideas have been sparking pretty naturally and we're all firing on the same kind of on all the cylinders of making sure that we're serving a song and serving the vision, the original vision of where it came from. Okay. Whether it's like, yeah, like there's like songs that are coming from individual members of the band or pairs of us or all of us together. It's, yeah. So it's pretty and natural. There's, there's also say, because there's sometimes a really strong, clear vision that'll come to somebody and we really want to stick to that because that was a really like that original inspiration was, was where it was at, you know, but sometimes it's, it's, it's like a puzzle piece and you kind of got to bring that and be like, I, I like to do that anyways. I bring a puzzle piece. That's not a complete puzzle and bring it and say like, can you guys make puzzle pieces that'll fit out of this? And then there, there wasn't so much, like maybe there'll be a little bit of like, oh, I want this to be like a funk song or yeah. like a jazzy song or something, but nothing too specific in those cases. And, you know, who knows what comes up in those moments. Right.
Well, and I guess at this point too, I mean, of all the time of doing this band, that you probably can can connect to each other pretty well in the sense of like you, you know what direction the other person's going, or three of the you know the other bandmates are going in, in the sense of when you're writing a song, you you have a feel for each other, right? At this point, uh, after playing together so long, I'm sure that comes into play. And what I wanted to ask about that is. Now that we're in this shitty pandemic situation where you can't get together to rehearse, who knows when shows are happening, how do you maintain that? I mean, you can maintain the practicing on your own and making sure you have all the riffs down and everything, but that kind of connection with your bandmates, is is there a way to, to keep that going even though you can't be physically in the same room as each other? And I ask because you play music that's you know significantly more complex than like a three-chord punk band or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, at first, it was tough to get the flow of uh being a band in that scenario like it took a while to to get the juices flowing and and the approach on how to do that properly but since we've all kind of acquired our own i guess uh digital recording audio 
softwares from our own homes nice. and like myself and Aaron and Alex, especially like they, we all have like programmable drums now so we can all create like demos for songs from our own homes. But we were lucky enough to, to have two live show opportunities, whether it was like an actual half capacity show at the park theater in 2020 yeah. Yeah. or this recent filming uh, for the episode coming out on the 20th. That was an, a, a way to kind of, get a fire lit under our asses and and we were we were able to get together like safely in these times prior to this this real shutdown now like yeah. we we're able to do it in like smaller numbers or or stick to a, a couple good jams full band and get us going for the live scenario but since this lockdown is uh well among us now or <laughs> happening right now we all have our own our own workstations from home to, to build songs and play tennis with okay, okay. essentially. Well, yeah. let's talk about that, that, that event that's happening on the 20th. So what's the background there? How, how did you get, uh, I guess, selected to do this and how, how did you make it happen during a pandemic? Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things. Uh, a friend sent us an application for this, this, this thing where it's like play and record two live songs and be part of this series and we applied and got in. So that's kind of like how it came about is and just feel really honored to be amongst these amazing artists. Like if you've checked out any of these artists so far, lineup, like yeah. Kate Jones. And, yeah. Yeah. Totally. They're all great. Uh, yeah. And a good variety of different genres and highlighted throughout it. But yeah, like, like mentioned, um, it enabled us to, <laughs> to, really push to get together and and in all means possible uh get tight with our parts and and get together and and write and meld minds to, to write new songs for this thing so yeah that's kind of a big thing about them as well is we have there's two songs and they're both new songs unheard by uh, cool. the public so so it really lit a fire under our ass to 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 choose you know, what songs out of the ones we're working on we wanted to make ready for the public uh, with a time, with a, you know, a deadline. Yeah. So, so that, you know, deadlines, they can be stressful. And especially for songs that you're still working on sometimes. Um, these ones were pretty much complete, I'm, I think, at the time. Maybe just like some polishing to get them ready. But yeah, it really was a great opportunity. Well, yeah, one of them especially... Sorry, yeah, like, Go ahead. I guess this was a good test of knowing what a deadline could do for us inspirationally, because one of the songs actually came to be pretty quickly, and there's a lot of components that didn't exist in, prior to this deadline, oh, cool. where it, like, it came together pretty quickly naturally because of the deadline, so it's kind of a nice little learning curve. Maybe we can set ourselves these deadlines in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, um, you know, because of, because of the type of... of video this is i mean it, it, like you said there's been a, a pretty diverse lineup so far and there's a lot of different types of people watching these these shows as they've been happening this kind of gives you an opportunity to potentially reach out to an audience that that you didn't have before or that didn't know about you before just because everyone's at home everyone's watching these to sort of see you know what's out there so how did the song selection work like did you have songs that you knew would be sort of um appealing to a wide audience or did you just go with the ones you thought were the best I think we, we kind of went with the ones that we were excited about and the ones that like 
we were excited to show people and yes. the ones that we wanted people to hear kind of like I wasn't even thinking for me anyways like who's gonna hear it you know like I, I want as many people to hear it as possible sure from, from like no it doesn't matter to me who you are <laughs> and it's kind of funny uh, like uh, initially when we first knew we were selected for this episode at first it was like we chose two songs from the first album Wanderlust it's like all right these two songs cool and then we were thinking it's like wait what if we finalized like writing one of these new ones and then a Wanderlust song and then eventually it's like two new ones cool. let's just do it cool. screw it sound like how how has the sound um developed i guess over the over the last couple of years that it's been since or three years or four years now since that record came out i feel like in a way this is the first official like i feel like this is our first album because okay, okay. wanderlust like it was under the dizzy dizzy mystics name but it, it was a very lonely venture on my part prior right, to meeting right. these guys yeah 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 and uh and the whole point of that album 
was to just have something going and then gather people to be able to to write i guess uh share song ideas and and collaborate yeah for sure and now that we're doing that for the first time it feels like a a, new, a brand new album like a, a first release for us and it's definitely a lot more tasteful there's a lot more breathing room um a lot more catchy and at the same time a little more intense so okay all yeah. the fronts are there's, accentuated there's a lot of focus and there's like like saying a lot of breathing room but then there's there's moments of that same type of intensity from Wanderlust, but more in like a tight part of the song. Okay. Instead of being the whole song at that level of intensity. Um, but then there's also a lot of different types of intensities that we explore other than just busy. You know, like we have a lot of wild tones coming up. We've been doing a lot of cool sounds okay um that's one thing to be looking forward to for example and i, I figure it's yeah twice. The, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead go ahead no just the the effect pedals and the boards have <laughs> grown so <laughs> right, right. yeah soundscapes <laughs> right soundscapes are like a definitely a focus now too yeah well i i figure it's probably safe to assume that this is a precursor to uh eventually a follow-up record right so what's uh what, what are the plans i guess uh, assuming the pandemic ends in a reasonable amount of time, which is a big assumption, I guess, but like what's sort of the plan going forward for the next uh, little wire for you guys. Keep trucking and writing these songs. Um, yeah. I'm glad this episode will kind of bring some intrigue on those who are interested in hearing if there's new stuff and waiting for it. So it's just to show people out there and show ourselves like we have new stuff Yeah, and it'll almost set ourselves a pressure to, follow up with these two new songs that people will hear and we also have like another new song that was out prior to that with center of the eight we filmed with uh red tie Productions. yeah that was cool. red, red tie productions cool. yeah. and sean perrin yeah so like that song and these two new that's songs a great example of yeah. our new direction if you've seen center of the eight like that's that i think we kind of chose that song i think because it was sort of the best direct the best example of what we had at the moment okay. of, of our new stuff we had less available at the time when we did that than we do now, but yeah. How do you feel about these, these, uh, you know, streamed, uh, pre-recorded, whatever you want to call it, the, the video performances, obviously it's a very different vibe than it would be performing in front of an audience, but you still, like we said before, you have an opportunity to get your music out there and potentially grow your audience that way. Like, what does it feel like playing them when you're actually, you know, in a room with, however many people, not very many, and trying to get that intensity and the energy that you would have at a show that was, you know, full of people. Yeah, it's good to have three takes or a few <laughs> takes. Like, Center of the Eight was like, Center of the Eight was one song with like 12 takes. Okay. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and and this latest thing, I mean, we played three songs. One of them is going to be in the vault uh, for Manitoba Music, which is a Wanderlust track, but cool. the two new ones, which will be on the episode, like it was really, we just had time for three takes per song and pretty much across the board, the third take for each one was the one to do. Whereas like, if you're in front of a, an, an audience live in the moment there, that that awkwardness of that first take playing to an empty room doesn't exist. Sure, yeah. And yeah, so the third take, it, it kind of gets the wheels in motion. I did find, um, and it's like, this is just a little bit, I'm just saying it cause it's in there, but like I was, there is a portion of me that was able to focus a little bit harder 
on on like my playing and and my energy and stuff uh the portion of me that wasn't there to dedicate to like interacting with the crowd and like creating that thing that you know doesn't exist if you're both not there um <laughs> so there was a little a little bit of like extra focus that i was able to to get with just like kind of an empty room okay. for the most part and like a really professional environment you know like action cut yeah sound all that um so that it's a very very different setting and like sort of how you started the question there in these times i think we got to take every option that we can like i don't think we can afford to be saying i don't like that format right right you know yeah exactly I guess it helps too in the sense that now you have this sort of professionally produced video of you guys playing live. I'm sure there are tons of videos out there of, you know, cell phone footage and stuff like that from your friends have taken and stuff at shows, but now you have this really like nicely packaged, uh, you know, professional video, which there's got to help for future for, you know, getting shows and festivals and things like that. When you can say, look, this is what the whole pick, the whole package is rather than just an audio recording or a shitty video recording. Right. For sure. Yeah. You nailed it. Something comes from knocking when the shutter decides to seal
what what are the details about this, about this video? Like, where can people see it? How can people tune in? Because I'm going to put this episode out shortly before it actually airs. So, what what's the best way for someone to find it and actually get a chance to check you guys out? Uh, on the Manitoba Music uh, Facebook page, Instagram, there's like a live stream they're sharing from their side of things um, and their have, website uh, their itself. YouTube yeah. as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what Manitoba time? Music across the board? What time? Yeah. Do you, what time? What's the date again? I think it's the it's seven o'clock. Yep, seven. I'm pretty PM. sure. Okay. Yeah. On the twentieth, Thursday, the twentieth. Awesome. And I assume it's one of those things yeah. that'll be available afterwards if someone misses it too, right? That you can like check it out. Yeah. If you miss the actual totally. oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. And like check out the other episodes too, because we're we're the the last one out of four. And yeah, like we said, like everybody else in there is really talented, and the whole series is is like a really really nice thing. Like it's a really shiny package you know yeah. like so check those other episodes out too because because the whole thing is really awesome yeah they've got some cool very inspiring to yeah. see what artists are doing to yeah to s- and their inspirations and what drives yeah. everyone in their craft and to just find a way to push through this situation everyone's in too everyone's sort of tackling it differently right so what's um yeah, if, for sure. If someone wants to find out yeah. more information about the band or, or hear what the stuff you already have released, what's the best option there? Where where can they find you online and uh, listen to the Wanderlust songs, listen to new stuff when it comes out? Yeah, any of our social media platforms, we have one of those. Is it a Linktree? Okay. Yeah, it's Linktree or Linkfire. I think it's, it's, the, it's the main one now, Linktree. I'm pretty sure that's the one. And there's like a go-to page for our Spotify, our Bandcamp, Bandcamp, you can actually, you know, buy stuff. Um, <laughs> you can if you like it, on, if you like it on Spotify, if you like it on Spotify enough, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, there. That's the the main thing. That one link tree will send you everywhere you need to need to go if you want to hear anything of ours. Yeah, or see all the typical anything. all the typical social medias. We try to keep it pretty pretty covered. Yeah, yeah. Are you still uh, selling physical copies of the first record, or are those all gone by this point? uh i think they're the physically like the the stash has diminished so well, that's good right? since the last the last show but uh yeah we will be revamping everything about our our store and getting the whole like worldwide shipping thing going distribution awesome. we're just going to focus on writing the new stuff first but if anyone ever wants an album and a copy they can they can reach out to us yeah you can by any means through we'll, any one of us Awesome. We'll hook them up for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And then one more time, let's just plug the sh- the, uh, the Manitoba Music uh, video before I let you guys go. Safe yeah. and Sound. Safe and Sound series, Dizzy Mystics episode, Thursday, May 20th. Manitoba Music, we'll be streaming it at 7 p.m. And we'll be sharing it around. So and It's two new songs that people page. haven't heard yet. Two, two new, songs. new songs. Yeah. Awesome. Aside from Center of the Eight, like, yeah, only we know these two songs so far. So, yeah, cool, cool. See who can uh, figure out the time signatures.
make it burn. 